Hey everybody, welcome back to Soccer Crush. Are you looking for your next book? We have got you covered because we have a book club. I don't know if you've heard about it, but we have a book club. Our next book club pick for the summer is Learning America, and we're going to be meeting on July 7th to talk about it. I did start it on vacation, and it's off to a good start. I'm enjoying it. Uh, You still have plenty of time to sign up with the link in our Twitter, pick up the book, and join us for the discussion. Um, speaking of Twitter, you should go follow us on Twitter and Instagram at soccer underscore crush. There's thirst traps, important polls, like really important high stakes polls, um, crush of the week, nonsense, more thirst traps and, uh, liking and subscribing and rating our podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. We really couldn't do it without you. We love you more than we love Rose Lavelle. And that's a really high bar. I I have a quick question. Do we post thirst traps? Um, I think so. Occasionally. (laughs) If you go check out our Twitter or Instagram at soccer underscore dash or underscore dash crush. That's not it. You know what? If they're not there, how are they even listening to this if they don't follow us on Twitter? Yeah, follow you should be following us already. Come on, folks. Tell your friends to follow us. (laughs) Um, do you have rapid fires? I don't. Mine is piggybacking off of yours. Oh, so I should go first. Yeah. Okay. What is your favorite book to movie adaptation and what is your least favorite? Okay. Um, my favorite book to movie adaptation is Clueless, which is an Ooh. adaptation of Emma by Jane Austen, which I have never read, but Clueless is one of my favorite movies. That's a good one. Do you have a least favorite? Um, yes. The entire Divergent series. The, <laughs> That's a good, yes. That, the movies are too good for the movies to be that bad. I'll second that. And my favorite book to movie is Lord of the Rings because like the book, it is super long and like the book, I love it. That's a good one. What are yours, Beth? Um, I love the Pride and Prejudice with Keira Knightley. Um, I love that one. Um, I, you know, I love all things Harry Potter and I'm not saying this is a bad movie. I just wish it had been better. Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. I just wish it would have been better. (laughs) (laughs) It was very aggressive and incorrect. That one detail definitely ruined the whole movie for me too. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. Um, I get that there was a lot of information in Harry Potter that you couldn't have put in the movies, but the fact that there were no house ghosts really also bothered me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I agree. Hmm. Hmm. I've never seen Pride and Prejudice either. Just FYI, guys. It's one of my faves. Like that movie is so good. It's my comfort. Oh, it's so good. I put it on all the time. We watched um, Fire Island. This is one of the things that made me think of this is we watched Fire Island while we were on vacation, which is a Pride and Prejudice retelling. And I laughed so much watching that movie. It's very good. Um, I Really entertaining. It was a great like vacation movie. So I will have to add that to my list. Mm-hmm. I still have also never seen Bendit like Beckham. Oh, my goodness. I know. Wow. No. Telling on myself. <laughs> what is your piggybacking question? What book would you like to see turned into a movie? Mm. Um, That's a good question. There, 
they're doing where the crawdads sing. So I can't say that. Um, City of Girls would make a good movie. Yeah, one. I read the book. Um, I read a lot of books on vacation, obviously, but uh, Book Lovers by Emily Henry was my favorite one that I read. That would be a cute movie. It'd be like a good like Netflix. Oh yeah, movie, you know. <laughs> um, one of my favorite Netflix book adaptations to All the Boys I've Loved Before. Oh, that is a good one. I actually didn't read that book. But I read I read the summer I turned pretty on vacation and then like binge the show when I got back. And it's very different. It is. So that's what made book. me think of this question. I read the book, Beth. We'll have to talk about that. Uh yeah. okay. um, let's jump into some headlines. Um, my headline is a sad one. So I'll go first and you guys can cheer us up. Nope, I'm looking at what you guys wrote. You're not gonna cheer us up. No. Um, <laughs> Sadio Mane did officially leave Liverpool. We knew it was going to happen, but he has officially signed with Bayern Munich. And I'm sad, but wish him well with his future endeavors. You you listened to our last episode. My favorite prediction, EPL transfer rumor, is that if Sadio Mane leaves, you're going to get Christian Pulisic. So congratulations to Liverpool. Great. <laughs> All my faces are coming true. Bad <laughs> hair. Ugh. Uh, my host headline was the Kristen Press ACL injury because it made me sad. It is very sad. He deserves better. I mean, she is Tobin Heath, so I mean. I would be happy still. about that. Um, and also left off the U.S. Women's National Team roster. And I think that was a mistake. But um, my headline is that the World Cup host cities are announced and it is not Cincinnati, but it is New York slash New Jersey, Philadelphia, Boston, Atlanta, Miami, Houston, Dallas, Kansas City, Seattle, San Francisco slash Bay Area and Los Angeles. So uh, any surprises, any cities that you think maybe shouldn't be there? Um, probably the multiple, um, Texas locations is kind of odd to me. Um, though with like Mexico right there, it gives people a bit more of a chance to travel. I feel like they are all hubs. Like I'm excited Atlanta got one. That's going to be good for them. I'm not surprised we didn't get it. I wasn't surprised either. I think, um, it sounded like Paul Brown needed too much work ahead of it and was probably a bit more than, Mm -hmm was realistic Kansas city, but excited for them. Not mad about it. Good. Good for them. I, we have a friend in Justin. I have a friend in Philadelphia, so that, you know, opens up some opportunities there. Um, and then I sent Ivan a little message to congratulate him because he's only an hour from San Francisco. So congratulations to all of our friends Mm -hmm. who are close to world cup cities. Um, invite us to sleep on your couches. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> buy a couch a good one and invite me to come sleep on it i'll sleep yeah. on the floor i don't care <laughs> I, I will sleep on your couch i just need a pillow and a blanket there you go um, maintenance. <laughs> favorite matches since we've last recorded um mine was probably the one with all the mud, yeah, a lot of mud. <laughs> that's probably 
I didn't watch a lot of soccer since we last recorded because I was at the beach. And I, but I did watch um, some of the game with all the mud. And that was enjoyable just watching everybody whine about being covered in mud while they played soccer. It was entertaining. Oh, poor buddies. They had on their white kits, right? Succumb to the elements. <laughs> they did. It, like, they would, like, get up. There was a really cute moment where one player, like, went over and wiped off the face of another player with, like, a little oh. piece of his jersey. That was kind of cute. I liked that. Good job, buddies. <laughs> June. What is your, what was your favorite match? Um, This weekend when the Rowdies played Charleston and Leo scored. He did score because we love Leo. Leo. Leo Fernandez is on a hot streak. He has been scoring lots of goals. And he is hot. True story. I don't make the rules. <laughs> <laughs> um, my favorite match was a little rain, San Diego wave, rain one one zero, but there were seven yellow cards and Megan Rapino got a red card. Did she deserve it? Well, probably. She got two red or two yellow cards, so. She accumulated. Yikes. Oh, lots of, lots of refereeing. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Do you know what else is interesting? What's that? We have a guest. We do. I'm excited for our guest. Did you like my segue? It was perfect. I loved your segue. Um, we should probably go talk some tactics before we talk to our guest. Yeah. yeah I, I don't so. know if they're ready for it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll be back. <laughs> Sounds good. Welcome back, back, Christians. I already messed up. <laughs> well, we told you that we had a guest and we were not lying. Laura Faylor is here. We're super excited. Um, she covers FC Cincinnati for the Queen City Press, um, provides uh, Bengals coverage for Dayton Daily News. Um, she's our favorite FC Cincinnati journalist. We love her coverage and um, are super excited to be talking to a lady who's out there covering sports because... You know, we love that. Yeah, thank so you welcome. so much. Welcome to Soccer Crush. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to, to be joining you. Um, well, um, oh, sorry. Oh, no. Hi, <laughs> um, we, yeah, We're very excited you're here. I would love to hear your soccer love story and how you got into um, what you do and, your, and how you got into soccer. Yeah, I mean, it started, I had two brothers growing up and uh, I was the middle child, so I pretty much did whatever my brother did and my parents didn't know anything about soccer, but they signed my brother up. And then of course I was like, well, I would play. And so it kind of, I guess my parents, I would just kind of play with my brother in the backyard and they're like, well, yeah, maybe she, she looks like she could probably play. So they signed me up, you know, five years old, like a lot of young kids. So um, I just, I took to it right away and uh, my brother eventually quit, but I just, I really liked it. And um, I ended up, uh, the coach that's at NKU right now, the women's soccer coach, Bob Sheehan, ended up, he wasn't at NKU. He started that program when I was on his club team. He was basically like our guest um, coach. And he was the best coach that I ever had and really just really enjoyed playing for him. And, um, you know, I at that point, I didn't really watch soccer. I just, I was in that, I like to play sports. I don't really like to watch them. And eventually, uh, you know, I stopped playing, you know, I just played for fun in college, like intramural, but, uh, once I stopped playing, I really missed it. So I got into watching it more. And then I had learned 
you know, I kind of wanted to be a sports writer in high school because it was, I liked writing. My mom was an English teacher and uh, sports was a passion of mine. So I figured out in high school that I could combine those two passions as a sports writer. So I went to OU for journalism and specifically sports writing. And, um, you know, I, I didn't get to cover soccer for a while. I started out, you know, I started out after um, college covering like high school sports. I, I covered a little bit of division two college soccer, but uh, it was, you know, I was just really missing it for a while. And, um, you know, I ended up in a paper in Florida and down there for eight years, didn't cover like hardly any soccer, came back to Cincinnati where I'm from uh, 2014. And, you know, fortunately I didn't have to wait long before Cincinnati had a team to cover and my old editor from my paper down in Florida had taken a job at WCPO and knew I liked soccer. So he wanted someone to cover the team from, from the get go, just to, you know, he kind of saw that it was going to grow into something special. And uh, so he asked if I would cover FC Cincinnati covering, like doing some features and analysis. So I was like, yeah, of course. So that's kind of how I, I got into it. And then, so I've been doing it ever since once the athletic, um, saw that they were going to MLS. They had me do some stuff for them. And um, then I, yeah, once the pandemic hit, everything kind of changed and that's how Queen City Press launched. But uh, yeah, I just, I always just, I loved playing the sport. And then once I wasn't playing it again, then I kind of developed that love of just watching the game. So I don't know, it's not like a real you know, it unique is. story, but it is though. It is unique to you. And like, I feel like if you're in the FCC fan base at all, you are such a huge part of it, whether you know it or not. Like, everybody is reading your content, Laurel. Like, they know who you are. I've like heard people say in conversation, like, oh, yeah, I saw Laurel's, Laurel's article about that. And I'm like, yeah, I did too. I yeah. I always thought that people don't read bylines, so they didn't know who I was. So that's, <laughs> I'm flattered to hear that. <laughs> and it's exciting for us, like we said, um, being women who like soccer and consuming content made by other women and not, not to like be judgmental you're like you're our favorite and we can be judgmental yeah you're right it is our podcast we can be judgmental about (laughs) FCC coverage but um I think something really special about the way you write and deliver content is it's very digestible um because like I didn't watch soccer until four years ago four years ago and you write in a way that I could understand what was going on. So as somebody, a newbie, like, I appreciate that. Like, you just, you bring it to the masses. Thank you. Um, Glad to hear that. <laughs> it is a unique love story for you. And it's special. <laughs> and like, you just have a special part of my soccer love story too. So. Good. I just love, I feel like soccer players are just, I don't know. They're different than other athletes. I don't know what it is, but they're just fun to be around and, I like telling their stories and, um, you know, I'm not so much of a stats person, so I'm trying to get a little bit more analytical with, with all the data that's out there. It's kind of different. I'm just not built that way, but I know it's such people, there's people that just love that stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to learn and evolve so I can meet everyone where they're at. Well, 
we do, we love the humanitarian side of soccer. Obviously that's what got us into this because we think everybody has a story. Um, And we also have rapid fires for you so that we can get into more of kind of your humanitarian side of soccer too. There are no stats required. No tactics. So (laughs) yeah, no tactics necessary. (laughs) Whenever you are ready, we have a, a list of them. Oh yeah, go for it. All right. Is there a match that you wish you could have watched in person? Well, I was thinking about that. And so 1994 World Cup time was, so back then, um, let's see, I would have been just about to start high school and I didn't watch a lot of soccer. Like I said, when I was playing, I really just liked playing, but I did follow the World Cups and I fell in love with Roberto Baggio and the Italian team. So I kind of regret that I never got to see them. You know, they were right here in the U.S. for that World Cup and I didn't get to go to any of those games. So that would have been something just not the final because Roberto Baggio and that 1994 final uh, shanked a PK and they ended up losing to Brazil. So I would not have wanted to attend that match, but uh, (laughs) one of those. And then I know I was listening to your last um, podcast and um, I can't remember the lady that was on there, but she had mentioned the 1999 uh, women's world cup. You know, I also would have, I know it's probably, you probably get that one a lot, but that's, that's another one that would have been, I wish I would have gone to one of those games. So that would have been fun, but. Oh, there will be no world cup in Cincinnati, but (laughs) Philadelphia is I think our closest one. Yeah, I do have family there. So I was thinking about that when I was looking at the cities. I was like, man, none of these are really that close. Like, I thought Nashville would get it if Cincinnati didn't just to have an actual, there's not really a Midwest presence. I mean, Kansas City, Midwest. But yeah, that was a little disappointing. It would have been awesome to cover a World Cup. So Philly, I will have to be uh, checking in with my family in there, see if I can crash with them and at least make part of the chip cheaper that's exactly what we did we were like anybody that has a couch we are ready to yes <laughs> we will be there if you had the power to change add or remove any soccer rule what would you change add or remove that's a tough one because I don't think there's any rules that I really find annoying or like that I I'm constantly thinking man like why does that exist but so I would say My biggest issue with MLS specifically is the injury reports. I wish that they would be more consistent with them. And I don't know if I'm just spoiled because I cover the NFL too, where you get like a daily list and, you know, they don't care if you're tweeting who's in or out because they're going to be putting it out there themselves. And then if something changes late in the week, they let you know of it. But in MLS, it's like they're realizing like the, there's no consistency. So some teams are really good about putting their information out there. And FC Cincinnati was doing, they were doing a really good job with it early in the season until they realized like, well, our opponents aren't putting this out until like game day. So why should we? So I can understand them not wanting to put anything out there um, earlier than the opponent, but that just kind of drives me nuts, especially as I see like sports gambling and I have all these so rare followers. I don't know if you guys know what that is. It's like a fantasy 
soccer basically worldwide. And so I have all these people in other countries that randomly follow me on Twitter and are asking me like, Hey, who's in and out this week? You know, is so-and-so playing? And I, so they follow me for my training notes and everything, but you know, I just don't feel like, you know, if, if the league is going to end up benefiting from the sports gambling advertisements and sponsorships, then they should be helping those sites by giving them accurate information about who's going to be available and who's not. And I don't really think it makes that big of a deal for the teams. It's not that big of an advantage if they know someone's out or not. I just, I don't think it it's going to make or break the game. So that's, that's the only thing I could come up with. <laughs> no, I think that's a very valid point. Who do you think has the best mascot and who do you think has the worst? Okay. Well, so I was looking up all the, I just, because I cover MLS, I was like, ah, you know, I don't always pay attention to the mascots and MLS. It's just, but I looked, I was looking through them the other night and uh, yeah, the most realistic one is Kingston from Orlando city. Like it, it's an actual lion that looks kind of scary. Like, I just feel like, you know, no offense to Gary, the lion for FC Cincinnati. Like he just, they're all friendly. And so I kind of like that Kingston looks like an actual lion. lion. Um, So that was the one that I think was the best. And then worst one, uh, I would have to say Minty from Charlotte. It's just a soccer ball with hands and a crown. And sorry, but like, that's what they're playing with is a ball. That's not a mascot. Like, I just don't. It's like they just couldn't come up with something. So they just threw, oh, we're playing soccer. Let's let's put a soccer ball mask on. It that's exactly what it is. It is just a soccer ball with a crown. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're the fake Queen City anyway. Yeah, they, they are. Um, and you mean Gary, our very neon orange lion is not intimidating at all. I'm sure it's good for the you know, I get it. They want the yeah. the little kids to feel like comfortable going up to him and stuff we but a picture with Gary well, yeah. <laughs> and the and the adults of us um is there anyone in your life that you have met through soccer and probably wouldn't have met otherwise so this one I do have a really odd answer so my second cousin I don't think I would have met her except that she ended up on my club team in like middle school like my dad's side of the family is really big and he's the youngest by like his he's got, he had four siblings and, um, the next one, the one closest to him was 10 years older. So like all his family is just there. It's a big family and just the age gap made it so that we were just weren't really that close with everyone in the family. So I don't know that cause I ended up playing with my cousin for, it was like a couple games and before our parents like ended up realizing, Oh, wait a minute, that's Emily. And like, they're like, yeah, that's your cousin. And people were like, Oh, the girl that looks like Laurel. And so she, yeah, we had like a resemblance and it was really fun playing with her. Once I realized she was my cousin, it was just even better, but yeah, I would, I don't know if I would have known it. It was her, if it weren't for, for that. That's probably the wildest answer we've gotten. (laughs) I'm sure there's a lot more. I just, I think that was the the one that like. No, that is definitely the answer. That is, that's pretty fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, which players give the most entertaining media answers in your experience? So Dominic Baji is the one I would say for right now. Like um, I was, you know, there's been so many good players to deal with with FC Cincinnati over the 
I guess now seven years I've been covering the team. Um, but yeah, Dominic Baji, I did a, an interview with him a few weeks ago. It was like a Q and a, and my favorite part of it was that like at the end, I was like, is there anything else fans might want to know about you? And he immediately knew that he should tell us about what he eats at Skyline and that he eats it. And <laughs> so I just thought that was like audience awareness. Like he knew, cause I'm not, you know, the media kind of gets, made fun of a little bit for always asking that oh, do you eat skyline what do you what do you think of skyline but it's usually the tv people that are asking that question it's not the written media i want to put that out there because it's more of a sound bite for tv but he did go on and he offered that he eats it's like some hoagie i'd never heard of at skyline so uh, but no he's he's great and he's just a fun guy i don't know if you guys follow him on social media but he's just always putting out you know he's pretty active on there and He's, he's good. He seems he's like pretty he's entertaining. I told him he, he's because his wife is pregnant. I was like, I think you're, you sound like you seem like you'd be a good dad. So <laughs> that was fun. I'm glad he's in Cincinnati. Yeah. If your soccer crush offered to take you out to dinner, where are you going and what are you ordering? Um, okay. So anyone that I would consider a soccer crush is probably from when I was younger and, you know, just you know, that counts, Laurel. You it mean totally it's not like a 23 year old right now? <laughs> well, they are my age. <laughs> okay. So like Landon Donovan and Brian McBride were like two yeah. of my favorite players to watch. And, you know, they were dreamy, <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but so now they're executives and coaches. So I would have to make sure it was a business casual place, but at the same time, like I want to get a good meal. So I would go to Soto and I'm going to get the short rib. Yeah. So I don't know if that, and I would go at lunchtime. I would feel like it was more business lunchtime. Yeah. I don't know. We'll, fair. Call, we'll call it a daytime business date. <laughs> if you go to Soto with Brian McBride, I'm crashing your date. So <laughs> I'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> what are some of your favorite soccer Twitter accounts and podcasts? Okay. So I do really enjoy the athletic content still, even though, you know, I used to write for them and then it, you know, they kind of got away from using local um, freelancers and um, content. I know. Yeah. It's disappointing. I loved writing for them. I just love the long form content and everything. So I still really, I, I will always push their content. I just think they do a great job with their national coverage and some of the features that they do. Um, so I like following like Sam Stetchkoll and Paul Tenorio and then even Pablo. I know he's <laughs> kind of a wild one, but, um, and Jeff uh, Reuter, but those guys I, I enjoy. And then I listen to Allocation Disorder, uh, which is one of their podcasts. And then I like, I listen to most of the local FC Cincinnati stuff just to see, I really like to get kind of that, Behind, like what what are the fans thinking so like Cincinnati Soccer Talk and You Ain't Lying like those guys um just seeing what they're saying about the team I I enjoy it and then I kind of know like oh this is what the fans are wondering about I should ask about that so it's helpful to me too those are good ones I like that Beth it's your turn sorry I muted because I had a whiny dog behind me <laughs> um but who would you trust to take a high stakes PK Oh, okay. So Neymar has the best FIFA 22 PK rating. So I think I would go with him. Uh, I feel like all the players that I 
really like aren't really that good at PKs anymore. So uh, I'm going to go with Neymar. Most likely he's going to make it. Yeah. Solid choice. That's a good choice. (laughs) Which coach would you like to get a drink of your choice with? Well, Pat Noonan, I still would like to have some coffee with him, but no, I'm just kidding. Um, So he... You know, I just because um, he came in in the off season, and um, I don't know, it was kind of a it was a really short off season, so I never got that like kind of sit down, like get to know you coffee with Pat Noonan. So, if anyone from FC Cincinnati is listening, I'm still up for that at some point. But on another like more personal note, I would enjoy going to coffee with uh, Pep Guardiola. I just think he is just a brilliant soccer mind. I just, just his tactics and the way he changes things game to game. And then like, I don't know if you listen to his press conferences ever, but he just says some just wild stuff sometimes. And so I like his bluntness and I think he'd be really fun to go to coffee with. I agree. That's a good one. Um, who? If you could keep him out late so he misses a game, that would be great. Yeah, that would be helpful <laughs> for some of us. Yeah, like right before a Chelsea game. Yeah, or a Liverpool one. <laughs> Not Liverpool. Make sure he's well rested for that. Um, who have been your top three favorite FC players? Oh, let's see. Okay. Um, Kendall Waston was always one of my favorites. Just he... I liked his passion for the game. Like, I don't know. He was really, I liked seeing his kid would be around the locker room sometimes. So it was fun to see him interacting with his kid. Anyone that has kids, I just really like watching them with their kids. It's just fun. But, um, and then he just, he always was pretty honest in his answers. And I don't know, I might be a little biased because I think the best story I ever wrote from on FC Cincinnati was a feature I had done on him and his son, um, and a goal he celebrated um, in honor of his son. Yeah, so, crazy twist um, in the grass. Like, what yeah. yeah, of course. But it was it was a little bit different than what everyone, you know, everyone was doing the, like, Homer Simpson um, gif or whatever, where he was twirling around on the floor like that. But it was more, his son had lost his ability to walk just randomly one day. And so his son, he got his ability to walk back, like, right as Kendall was... Uh, going into that home opener the first year. So, um, but while he couldn't walk, he would play soccer just kind of like lying on the floor and kicking the ball. And so it kind of like looked like that going around in a circle. And that's what the goal celebration was. And everyone knew that it was like his son asked him to do that, but it actually had a meaning behind it. And it was just a unique story. So Ken, I'm sorry, I'm going on and on, but... (laughs) We do. We couldn't tell from our logo. We love him. Yeah. But um, yeah, Kendall Waston. And then, um, man, I'm trying to think. Uh, There's been some good ones. I mean, Nick Hagland is kind of the go-to guy now. Um, He's, you know, the local Cincinnati guy. And he just always has something to say. Um, Let's see. One time we saw him outside of Sleepy Bee where he let his daughter fall, like, face first. (laughs) <laughs> like sidewalk and he kept walking and he just kept walking oh. like <sighs> wow <laughs> home game that day and I was like keep the window rolled up I'm gonna be like that's why our back line sucks <laughs> <laughs> now I guess 
now that I'm thinking about this question, because I always think of it like, well, who's good to talk to? Like, I guess like if you're talking also just like fun to watch, um, Luciano Acosta, Mm -hmm. I think is the first one that I probably would have said in that regard. Like even last year when he would just be taking on like three defenders himself and people would get frustrated because sometimes he'd lose, lose the ball. I mean, for those times that he would get through those three or four or five defenders swarming around him, like he just had an amazing um, skill on the ball and um, you know, he's done a lot more with it this year. So, um, so he's fun to watch, but, and then like, I know you guys asked for three. No, listen, there are no rules here. <laughs> it's fun, but like Emmanuel Ledesma, like his passion for the city and the club and just playing, like he, I guess he would be up there as well. We've been very fortunate to have a lot of really fantastically humble players who kind of know the situation they're getting into and still show up every week and give it their all and then just totally embrace the city. Um, And I I think that's something that Cincinnati has had that maybe not a lot of other MLS clubs don't get, but I feel like we get to know them kind of on a personal um, basis like that. There are no rules. You can have more than three. Well, I had some written down and then I was like, oh, this and that, (laughs) but I, I ramble too. So can ramble Beth you're on mute I did not unmute I thought I did I clicked it I swear so all this time into the pandemic I can't still can't work the mute button um so you're out there trying to survive the zombie apocalypse which three players do you want on your zombie apocalypse survival team okay well I don't know if you're aware, but Austin Berry, former FC Cincinnati captain and strength and conditioning coach in his, like the first thing when I thought of that question, when I hear that question, uh, it says in his Twitter bio that he is a future zombie apocalypse survivor. So I feel like that he would be prepared. Plus he's a strength and conditioning coach. So, you know, he's seems like he would know how to prepare for that so I would put him on there and then you gotta have like I was thinking like Zlatan like physical traits that you would want like um he would be up there and then uh, let me he think. is so confident zombies wouldn't attack Zlatan he'd be no. like please I am Zlatan <laughs> I mean it would be unique I mean having <laughs> someone like that on your team too so um and then like a Sergio Ramos or someone oh, yeah. just like I don't know I was trying Rick to think House. yeah so I mean he gets a lot of red cards so you know he's aggressive and yeah I guess I think he I'd would go. survive yeah yeah a good team then you know I did also I would you know if I could put a fourth one like Rose Lavelle because yeah I just think she's awesome and I was thinking, you know, I shouldn't just have three guys on that team. It should be. Well, Rose, Rose should be on there. Rose going to be out for himself, so you need someone to watch your back. Yeah. So, yeah. Rose is a good decision. Unless there's a dog, and then she's going to pick the dog, which is fair. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Is there a match you wish you could relive? Um. Okay, so... Wait. So... As a sports writer, I feel like any of the games that are like close that I've covered, I kind of wish that I could just like step outside of 
doing what I'm doing, you know, my job and actually experience those. So like the Chicago fire game in 2017, like I was so, I was trying to get my, my story in. And I just feel like I missed so much of the emotion of the players that like, I just wish I could go back and experience that. And plus I know it was so just incredible for the fans and, you know, it would have been really fun just to like experience that from the other side. So that's the one, uh, cause I just haven't really attended a lot of soccer matches as a fan. Um, I think the last one aside, I went to the women's match, um, and sat in the Bailey. Uh, when was that? I can't even September. September. Yeah. So back in September, the friendly against what Paraguay or someone. Mm -hmm. Um, so I went to that one. And then before that, I was thinking I don't, the last match that I went just as a fan was like, I think a Dos Acero game in 20 or 2005 in Columbus. So it had been a long time. So they're yeah. well overdue to be yeah. a fan, Laurel. Yeah, I know. But then, and <laughs> I, you know, I watch games, but I'm just, I have a horrible memory unless it's a game I was there for. Like, I just have a hard time. They all just kind of run together in my mind if I watched them on TV. So that's fair. Um, what is one player that used to be at your club that you would bring back in a second? And we do bonus points for hot takes and unpopular opinions. Like um, if you answer Jimmy McLaughlin. Yeah, he's a traitor. He left us for Louisville. So we but have a little bit back. of... He is, he's in the same kind of role as Omar Cummings now. So he is the club um, in some fashion. But we just uh, saw at Kroger. Yeah, we did. Oh, yeah. So... Okay. <laughs> Friday. Friday. <laughs> it would have been fun to have Manu back. I mean, just for, I feel like he could play some kind of role, but I know like there's a reason that he's not back. And so I get that, but you know, he just had so much passion, but actually my answer, I still wish it would have worked out with Jurgen Lacadia. Like mm-hmm. I still think that if it weren't for the pandemic that he would have worked out for FC Cincinnati. And then by the time he could try to get in a rhythm and show what he could do, they were stuck kind of putting him on a minutes limit because he had an automatic trigger in his loan. So they didn't want to just automatically get him pay that $10 million um, to purchase his contract. But I still just think that he could have done something really wonderful here. I don't know that he would fit now. So probably not the best answer, but uh, I'm just, okay. yeah, I mean, I don't even, he's, he's kind of disappeared off social media and I know he went and played in Germany and was doing okay for a little while, but I don't know. I just think his career could have been still up there if he, if it weren't for that pandemic kind of interrupting because he had started off so well that year and then got injured and just, you know, missed a PK or yeah, he missed a PK, but before that he missed just a sitter right in front of the goal. And I just think mentally after that, he wasn't there. And yeah, I think we had a lot of really unrealistic expectations of him, especially for having done as poorly as a club as we did. And like kind of put all the eggs in his basket of, Oh, he's going to fix everything. And that's just unfair to him. And I don't know that we really got to see, that team play well because you know the pandemic was raging on and then you know you go bubble them and 
Florida and you're like, okay, now perform. Yeah. And then it's just kind of they're expected to just ignore the fact that there's a pandemic going on, which places an obscene amount of stress on a normal person, let alone someone in that performance-based, very public atmosphere. Yeah. And I think that part of it too is like those guys had no idea when they were coming back. So I almost and I think he started off so well because literally people I didn't get to see him in the preseason that year, but people that had seen him play, they were like, he's clearly the best player on the field from either of these teams. And then, you know, he basically came off a plane, had to, he had to go back to get his work visa figured out or whatever, and came back for the opener, came off the bench and scored right away. And then, you know, they played one more game. He played pretty well and then shut down the season. I think he kind of thought, well, this is, this league's easy. I'll be okay. So I don't know that he kept himself as prepared as maybe he should have. And then I think that kind of impacted him coming back. He got injured and then it just, yeah, I just, I think that if they could have played him right away in 2021 and not had to worry about that trigger, he could have shown them what he could do. And yeah, so. That is a great answer. He also had a beautiful smile. I yes. mean, we never got to hear him sing. I know. We never got to hear him sing. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know. He, he has his music, but uh, that was one of the things when he got introduced here, somebody tried to get him to hum a few bars. And I'm like, I don't think he sings. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's not what he's. That's not what he's doing here. No. Yeah. <laughs> which team do you think has the best fan base and which team do you think has the worst? Well, FC Cincinnati fan base is the best, of course. Really? <laughs> but um, no, I I mean, like Seattle. Like, so I, I know some people probably, I don't know if you're talking like, you guys talk about the Premier League a lot. But so I will tell you from, I am more of a, like, I just watch whatever's, on. I don't have like a specific team. My husband's a Man City fan. Sorry. Uh, so that's <laughs> hence the Pep Guardiola comments earlier. But so I do end up watching a lot of Man City and, you know, FC Cincinnati struggled a lot <laughs> in their start to MLS. So at that time, it was like those Man City games were kind of, you know, they were really fun to watch. Good soccer. That's how so, I feel about Liverpool. Yeah. <laughs> so, in Chelsea. So, um, I'm trying to think like, so it's hard for me though, to like think of premier league teams that way, just because I'm more of a, just what's ever on or like, I just never adopted a team. Cause I got used to just covering the sport and it, it's just hard to be a fan. So, um, so I, I don't know. I was thinking more like MLS just cause that's what I'm in right now. But um, like Portland has a really great fan base and like Seattle, um, I would say the worst fans in the league. Uh, okay, you can say Nashville. That's Nashville. They're just, yeah. I'm sorry, Nashville, but it just feels like forced and plasticky. I don't know yeah. if that's nice of me to say because I covered the, the league, but no, it's, <laughs> it's what all of it brings us all together. Everyone that we interview who is an MLS fan and we're like, who's the worst fan base? They're always like, mm, it's Nashville. Yeah. I don't know. Do just... better. It's not our fault. They need to <laughs> they need to fix themselves. Yeah. And then 
Louisville, I'm sure, gets Weird. a lot of, yeah. I mean. <laughs> if you could watch any two teams play each other at any stadium, who's playing and where? Um, so uh, I did have a hard time. I was trying to think of this one. Like, so I really would like to go to Wembley. That's the one that I just, I don't even know if it matters who plays there. I just want to go there because, uh, you know, Pat Brennan also covers, um, FC Cincinnati. You guys probably know, but, uh, he got to go for the Bengals game whenever that was a few years ago. And, I did not get to go, even though I was covering the team. Like he went like helping Enquire have an extra person there. And I don't, I didn't go on road. I don't go on the road games usually except the playoffs and like maybe Cleveland or Indianapolis for the Dayton Daily News with the Bengals coverage. So I was really jealous that he got to go to Wembley. I've told him that he knows that, but um, so that's the one I would like to see any game there. But um, I was kind of thinking, um, I mean, probably Man City wouldn't Against be involved, but U.S. Women's National Team. There you go. There, yeah. You yeah. know, I also was thinking it would be fun to see um, AFC Bournemouth or whatever. Uh, or no, not AFC. What am I thinking? Uh, what's the Ted Lasso team? Richmond. 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 It's not Bournemouth. That's it's a real team. <laughs> it's something like it starts like that. But yeah. Um, that would be fun to see them play somebody. <laughs> yeah. It would be fun. Um, I don't know. I don't have a good answer for that one. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that is I'm just <laughs> or you could say, I would like to watch FC Cincinnati play the Bengals at um, Wembley. And we don't there we know how short it is. That would be, that would be a good answer. It would be hilarious. Go. I'm oh. going to have you. <laughs> you can wow. arrange that. <laughs> I would love to. That is my dream job. Um, if anyone's listening, I, that is the role <laughs> you um which is your harry potter house so i actually i did a quiz on this because i've watched harry potter but i was like i don't know like it wouldn't be slytherin i know that so um it ended up hufflepuff (laughs) so i was like answering all these questions that i was like i don't even know like what this question means (laughs) so um i don't know what that says about me that it was hufflepuff but um, that's, that is a Hufflepuff. So I, I just feel like I want a good Quidditch team, but also a team that wouldn't cheat. So it wouldn't be Slytherin for that reason. Like, I'm a pretty nice person, so I don't know. I can't think what the traits are of Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff or, would bring the best snacks. They would definitely have better than orange slices and Capri Suns. I feel. Mm-hmm. I feel like they would do really good snacks. And you're a mom, so I feel like you would def- you know what snacks to bring. Oh yeah, yeah I have snacks in my purse all the always time. Always got snacks. snacks. Mm-hmm. Keep the snacks on. I you. need more mom friends, so they always have snacks with them. Yeah. <laughs> Just get snacky. Which team would you relegate if you could? And there are no rules here. So any league, any team. So if you want to relegate Nashville, go for it. <laughs> any personal feelings you have. Uh, yeah, I mean, Nashville. I, you know, I know for FC Cincinnati, it was so disappointing seeing them get that MLS bid before FC Cincinnati. Because FC Cincinnati had like proven everything with the fan base and just they had a plan and such great ownership. And then for Nashville just to come in and 
and get that automatic, like you guys are in and FC Cincinnati had to wait another, what, six months or something like, yeah, let's, let's punish them. Yeah. (laughs) I think that's fair. They don't, they haven't deserved it yet. They haven't earned it. Do you think any current Bengals player could cut it as a good soccer player? Uh, I mean, Evan McPherson, I mean, he's so good at field goals. So I feel like he would be okay. But I actually, I think Joe Burrow can just, I mean, he's so good at everything. Like, what can't that man do? I would like to see it. Yeah. I mean, I was trying to think like if we ever have asked him anything, if he's ever talked about soccer and I know he went to a game, but I don't know if I could recall any answers that he gave about if he actually likes the sport or played it, but I just feel like he, he's so good. So he could probably cut it. What position do we speculate he would play? He's very tall. So he has like the makings of a defender, but he also can run. So I feel like he would want to run the show from like the midfield. Yeah. I feel like he'd be um, attacking midfielder. That's fair. And the captain of the team. Of course. Mm -hmm. Clearly. Absolutely. Let's sign him. Let's do it. (laughs) Um, Who is your most hated soccer team? Um, Yeah, that was another one that was like hard for me to, I don't know. So I don't know. Manchester United kind of just annoys me. I don't like have any like real reason why. (laughs) Because like I said, I don't really. We can think of one, but it's because of one of their their players who is not a nice person and can't be in the United States for yeah. legal reasons. Yeah. And if that's the team, I would say, can you say something nice about them? But honestly, let's not. Let's just leave it where <laughs> it is. Yeah. I mean, they've had some good players over the years, but hmm, they're trying to figure things out right now, too. So They need a lot of help. Yeah, they do. They do. If you could pick anyone to be a match broadcast team, who would it be? Oh, this was the one that I was like, I really should think on this more because uh, I, hmm. so uh, Adrian Healy, I like him a lot. Um, and then, uh, man, I don't know. Like Sue Holden's pretty good. Like I really like Alex Steck. I think she mm-hmm. does a really good job. Like I find her sideline reporting really insightful. So, and you know, I'm probably biased because I talk to her a lot, and she's just I yeah, think yeah. she's a great person. So I would put her on there. But uh, I don't know. It's tough. I I think hmm. that could just be Alex Steck, right? Mm-hmm. I would watch it entirely. And Rose Lavelle. Oh yeah. <laughs> I would watch that. For sure. I'm, I'm curious. Do you I guys have a favorite? Do you guys have favorite broadcast? Well, mine was something ridiculous, like a celebrity. Um, I watched uh, Busy Phillips. She did a bunch of Insta stories from an LA FC game. And I was like, that is entertaining. I would watch her call a game with like anyone. Um, so my answer was something ridiculous like that. <laughs> Abby Wambach and Glennon Doyle are watching soccer because it is so like polar um, because Abby is like stressing out over it. And like Glennon is like, are these people okay? Do they need snacks or a hug or something? So um, I really enjoyed when Abby explained offsides to Glennon using salt shakers because Um, I explained 
Yeah. I one time explained my knowledge of soccer, having watched maybe like a handful of matches ever in my life. I explained soccer to Tyler Gibson. (laughs) (laughs) And the terminology I used was, well, there are runners and blockers blockers and kickers. And And (laughs) yeah, I I think he learned everything he knows from me. We went to (laughs) Harry Potter trivia night with him and Nosme. And we won. Wow. If you're not, it's not surprising to know that Nazmi is very competitive. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to win. And yeah. we did. And he did. Yeah. That's awesome. And lastly, who is your soccer crush? Yeah, I mean, let's see. So, like, soccer crush, like, are we talking, like... There are no rules. Okay. How, so, how you want to, to interpret it? Yeah, so... I mean, I feel so weird answering (laughs) because like I covered these guys, but uh, I mean, like I said, so previously like Landon Donovan and Brian McBride were like my, my two, but uh, I would have to say like just someone that I really enjoy watching would be Kevin De Bruyne. I'm going to go with the Man City connection again. Uh, Cause that's what I watch the most of, but I just think he's, he's really fun to watch. And yeah. And he's literally crushing it. Yeah. He, yeah. He's, he's a very good player. I hate him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I feel the same way, Trisha. <laughs> I'm sorry. I keep bringing up the man. No, no. Yeah, but he's, he's so good. He's so good that it hurts my team. So it's complete jealousy. Like I want him to do it just not when he plays my club yeah he is normal literally crushing it those are good crushes I would like to see Kevin De Bruyne play FC Cincinnati just (laughs) single-handedly yeah just (laughs) I feel like he could probably do it and we recently saw Landon Donovan coaching San Diego Loyal we went down to Tampa Bay and watched the Rowdies in the Loyal match and it was so weird to see him as a coach I think Mm -hmm. um we were like, oh, it's because I'm like, Landon oh, that's Landon Donovan. Okay. Yeah, real life. So they crush it in so many different capacities. <laughs> um, thank you so much for answering all of our ridiculous questions. No, I thought they were awesome. They were totally <laughs> unique, and I think it's great. No, if you feel free someone, to utilize them in your next uh, interview, if you need I to will, find yeah. out who's yeah. on someone's zombie apocalypse team. Just I'm going to ask that because it's a good thought, question. Yeah, it's different. And I've been trying to do these Q and A's with the players just to kind of get to know them more off the field and kind of bring the fans. Cause I know that's something the fans like with the pandemic and there was so much change in the roster, like during the pandemic and, you know, the last couple of years and the fans have just felt like they don't know these players at all. Mm-hmm. Like they did, you know, previously, especially, you know, any of the guys that came up from the USL team, like that first year, everyone felt so close to the team. And then, so I've been trying to ask like different questions, like off the field type of stuff. And I'm, I'm going to use that. Yeah. Zombie apocalypse. You let us you know. Go. If questions <laughs> made up, we, we got, got your back. <laughs> but this has been the most fun. And for anyone listening, where can they find you on social media to follow and not harass because we see too much of that. Please only send nice things to the world. Don't, don't be an a-hole. I'm I'm handling that better. I'm just, I take it personally sometimes and Uh, I shouldn't like personally for you because I see it and I get enraged. I'm like, who are you? They have no, 
Listen, there is no reason if you want to have discourse, you can do it in a polite manner. It doesn't have to be so hateful. We see it. I'm a nice person. So I'm always willing to, you know, if anyone wants to reach out, I do answer my DMs. So, but yeah, I'm on Twitter, just my name, Laurel Failer, P-F-A-H-L-E-R. And then I did start a Queen City Press um, Twitter handle that um, it doesn't have the blue check mark like I have on my personal account. So it's, you know, I don't tweet as much from it because I feel like I have more followers on my personal one. So, uh, but there is, I think it's Queen City Press. I should have looked this up. I think it's like a dash at the end because someone is holding that Twitter oh. handle for no good reason. But uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm on there. And then I did start like a Facebook and Instagram page for Queen City Press too. So you can find me there. And then my website, queencitypress.net. So again, someone is holding the .com. I need to just buy it from them because I hate that net, but it's there for now. And go support. I know that you have done Patreon with Queen City Press. Go uh, subscribe and you can get access to Laurel's content and you will not be disappointed. And she will ask all the hard-hitting questions. Everything that you and your friends are like which position would Joe Burrow play if he played for FC Cincinnati? <laughs> you've ever I'm going to ask him that, you know, I'm, I do want to combine my Bengals and FC Cincinnati coverage in some ways. Start asking some of the Bengals players more about Let's more. just do like a seven on seven, like mixed we teams. We'll help. We'll help. That would be great. I would be a referee, but I don't run. So we've been wanting to do some sort of like um, slumber party themed uh, <laughs> fundraiser. <laughs> So, and incorporate a game in there somehow. (laughs) Yeah, we are are turning all of the MLS soccer fans into Bengals fans one at a time. So Here we go. I did see, I don't know if you guys follow, I don't know how much you follow the Bengals, but there's a, the Bengalorian, he's like this huge Bengals fan. He watched his first FC Cincinnati game on Saturday and I was just, I don't know why it was so entertaining just watching him tweeting about this like newfound love of FC Cincinnati. So it was kind of fun. Because I saw that. It was pretty fun. Yeah. Cincinnati is the place to come for football. Yeah. Oh, for sure. yeah. Contests. So, well, thank you so much for hanging out with us. This has been the most fun. And I would say we'd run into you at a match, but you pay attention and we, we don't, we don't. So <laughs> I do want to get, cause I used to like in the USL days, I would go in the Bailey just and do some interviews. It was just fun to get out there. And I just don't feel like I get as much time to do that anymore. So you're I, too I mean, important. No, I just, <laughs> I, I don't know. I just feel like it's harder to get around. Like maybe I'm just, I don't know the stadium as well. Maybe, I don't know. I just haven't explored my routes from the press box to the Bailey and maybe it's just a little more intimidating it's so much bigger <laughs> well if you see Laurel out in the Bailey go say hi and yes her, my her sister time. and I are always there come say hi to us anytime <laughs> I, I do need to come and say hi so <laughs> I do appreciate you guys having me on though I this was a lot of fun so well, keep up the great work thank you we'll have to let's go talk yeah. tactics you guys very important let's do it And that's it for today, Crushes. Thank you so much for hanging out for us. And a massive, massive thank you to Laurel for coming to hang out with us. It was so much fun. 
Um, go follow her and Queen City Press on all social media. And if you want to come hang out with us, just DM us. And if you're going to DM us, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at soccer underscore crush. We have so much fun content. Beth really kills the Instagram game. So <laughs> go nominate a crush of the week, sign up for a book club and, you know, hang out for uh, when we talk tactics. And of course, thank you for listening to Soccer, soccer Crush. crush.